This is Word Radio. On this episode of Warbird Radio, we're talking to one of the fastest women in the skies. She's an accomplished pilot, skydiver, aerobatic performer, and air racer. She has over 9,500 hours of flight time and over 1,300 parachute jumps. But get this, she has a PhD in chemistry from UC Berkeley. She's a veteran of Silicon Valley's high-tech industry and about to become a Reno Air Racer in a P-51 Mustang. Of course, we're talking to Vicki Benzing. She's in the hangar right now at Chino. Vicki, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on, Warbird Radio. <laughs> I'm doing great, Matt. I just got down from flying, so you got me pretty high-energy yeah. adrenaline state here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell the story, and it's not, it is not one of your... Well, it is one of your finest moments. Uh, we were talking about it on... on you know, show center, the air show podcast with my announcing colleagues, Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder about that moment uh, in your super steerman. And, you know, it, we were down there at an air show together and I watched you. I mean, you you earned your stripes in my book right then because you were so cool when that airplane rolled over to the left. Um, a little bit of wake turbulence got you. And I'll never yeah. forget it. I mean, the nose is down. And, and, and Vicky, you rode that thing like a like a cowboy on a fucking bronc. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. Yeah, that wing got, I don't know, it was uh, inches from the ground, I think. Well, what impressed me even more than that was how cool you were under pressure. And that's what I think is so cool about your story is that you went ahead and flew the demo. Uh, you, you calmed it down and... I told Rick and, and Rob, I said, Vicky is just ice cold. I mean, she's ice cold when she's in the air, and that's what it takes to do what you're doing. And that's I'm, right. I'm, you do the job. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you on. Let, let's talk a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into the Reno stuff here in just a few seconds. But uh, you grew up small town, California out there, and, uh, and talk to me about that, learning how to fly. Um, well, I was born in Watsonville, which is on the coast, but uh, eventually my father moved our family to Silicon Valley where he had a, where he worked in the industry. And, um, I don't know. I, I, as a young girl, my uncle was a pilot and took me flying and he was bigger than life to me, but, uh, it wasn't something I thought I could do until I was in graduate school. And one of my buddies asked me to go skydiving and I went out and I fell in love with skydiving and then you couldn't keep me out of the sky. I knew I needed to learn to fly and uh, and I, so one of my dad's friends had a 1941 Taylor craft and I went up in that airplane and the moment I took the controls, I knew that it was going to be a lifelong thing. It was just a passion for me to be up there in the sky and, and flying allows you to be up there a lot longer than skydiving. So, uh, so at first the, uh, the, the number of jumps and the number of hours were sort of tracking each other, but eventually the number of hours like far outnumbered the number of jumps. So. I love that. And what a great airplane, the Taylor Craft. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was my first airplane, airplane was, a, was an L2 Taylor Craft 43 model. I mean, what a, what a Mine great airplane. Mine was a airplane. BC 12D. Well, it wasn't my airplane. It was, yeah. My first airplane was a Luscom. Oh, man. Now yeah. that's like, right. I mean, that's off the high ropes right there with a Luscom. Everybody. <laughs> I had all of 40 hours, and um, I bought this Luscom on the East Coast. And of course, I live in California, and I went and, uh, Trained with Amelia uh, Reed out at Reed Hillview Airport in San Jose. And I think uh, I had 50 hours when I left to go pick up the Luscom. And by the time I got back to California, I had 100 hours. 
Well, this is a warbird show, and I guess I better I better mention that you've flown all types of warbirds from L-39s and fast jets to, of course, Clay Lacey's P-51 that is now in your care because it's true. I don't think you own a warbird. You just agree to pay for it and take care of it and do all these things. Right. You also have no, a, I'm a caretaker yeah. until it goes on to the next one. You also have a super steerman, which I love watching you fly. I mean, Thank you're no you. stranger to Thank any you. of this, but but let's rewind a little bit further because you can't fly fast airplanes, you can't fly fun airplanes unless you put in a lot of hard work and make a lot of money, and you did just that. Uh, PhD yeah. in chemistry. Yeah, I got my PhD in chemistry, and it was probably you know a good thing I didn't learn to fly till after I passed my orals. <laughs> so so by then I was pretty committed, and um, I finished out my PhD, and I worked in Silicon Valley in high tech, and. I went from uh, just a process engineer up into the, the ranks of um, the corporate leadership and held a number of positions, but mainly um, in technology, so like vice president of technology and that, that sort of thing. I love how you just gloss over that. But, but here's, here's the thing, though. <laughs> so many folks come to aviation because they get, this, they get this magic dust that happens at airports, especially at sunset, in, in dark, dusty hangars with some you know, old buzzard in there that, that starts spinning these webs of, of wonder. And we fall in love with this, this thing that is aviation. And then there's oh, this huge magic. disconnect, right? But there's this huge yeah. disconnect. Like, how do I pay for this? Because this <laughs> is so unbelievably, exp- right. Yeah. So the answer is hard work and you don't have to have a PhD in chemistry, but you do. I mean, the no. reality is you've got to work hard and make money. But uh, interesting, you know, I, when kids, and their parents come up and ask about it, you know, I say, go, go, go study STEM, go study, you know, engineering and science and go get a good job and earn some money. And then you can do any kind of aviation you want. Um, yeah, I think that's a great route to go. And we're at the point now, I mean, your, your air show sponsor, California Aeronautical University, they, they'll tell you the same thing. We are at a point right now where pilots are making st- Stupid, ridiculous money. We've <laughs> no all kidding. seen the contracts with Delta, with NetJets trying to, you know, I, I mean, oh, it's just out of even, control right even now. Even starting out, the kids are recruited before they ever graduate, and they have sign-on bonuses. They step out from from school. As soon as they get their diploma, they're stepping into jobs. It's amazing. It's amazing out there right now. Yeah, good and I think that's the pilot. good news, right? Yeah. So the yeah. good news is, and that's what I was saving <laughs> for right at the end here. Oh. The good news is you don't have to, and I'm sorry, Vicky, but you don't have to have a PhD right now in no. chemistry no, to, no, no, to no. own to make, a Warburg. I mean, some good, yeah, to earn some good money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can go fly airplanes yeah. now. Yeah, so the great thing about uh, California Aeronautical University is they go year-round, so the kids graduate in three years. They get all their ratings in the first 18 months, and then they spend the next 18 months while they're finishing their coursework, uh, training the the junior students. Yeah. And so, and they get paid for it. They build up time, and so by the time they graduate, they have the hours, and the, plus they're a part 141 school, so they get the you know the reduced hours to become an airline pilot, and and the airlines are just waiting for them to pop out to snap up. And, and it's, it's in California. It's, it's in California. It's in the main campuses in Bakersfield, California, and they have satellite campuses in um, Oxnard, San Diego, and Phoenix. 
I think that's great. And they have been so Actually, great they have a you. helicopter school in Phoenix. <laughs> that's cool, Amazingly though. enough. Because... <laughs> Because we're not turning out enough helicopter pilots out of the military. And there's mm. a big demand for those as well. Yeah, and we so, always forget about that too, right? We forget about, you know, rotor wing and, and the opportunities that are there too. And if you think flying a warbird is fun, flying a helicopter is really fun. <laughs> you know, I've never done that. I mean, I've flown in one, but I've never flown. I've never flown a helicopter. So, so you know, like, you just, you want to, you're a little cold, you just land in the field over there, you put your jacket on, you take off. That's exactly what I've, I hope to go my whole career without doing is landing in a field, you know, unless it's uh, unless it's, you know, the chipmunk doesn't like to land in a field, you know, they, yeah, they yeah. Don't, but don't helicopters well. are really good at it. Cause they take right off. Right. Right. I keep waiting on my neighbor to come over and do just that. Cause he's got one, but that's fun stuff. And, and the best part is you can get paid and California aeronautical university, a great, great program to go and do just that. Yes, it's you, a great program, great school. Will you just indulge me here and tell me about Wayne Handley? Because I know that you and Wayne Handley, of course, a lot of people are going to know him. Is, you know. Wayne is responsible for all this for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least all the aerobatic stuff, because, you know, I did some aerobatic training with Amelia Reed long ago, but then I sort of got busy with my career in Silicon Valley, and... Um, and one day I took this ride with Wayne Hanley and his 300L and he tumbled the airplane and we were taxing in and Wayne is like, oh, this is going to cost you a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> and sure enough, about a month later, I bought an extra and, and uh, started competing in contests. And yeah, he's something else. <laughs> you know, he saved so many lives. And I say this uh, in all sincerity. I have a friend who's a crop duster pilot. I grew up learning to fly at his grandfather's strip, and, and he, he got real serious with me one day. And he goes, you know, he goes, we grew up knowing Wayne Handley as this incredible air show pilot. But he goes, I watched his videos on how to do turns in a crop duster properly. And he goes, it's undoubtedly saved my life countless times. And he has been so much to so many people uh, yep. over the uh, years. I don't know if you know, but uh, we base both base at Pine Mountain Lake. Um, we have a, a second home up there in the mountains, and um, and Wayne has had a steady stream of crop duster pilots come and do upset and aerobatic training with him. Um, pretty much every year, and in, in their off season, they come train with him. So I'm sure that he saved countless lives. Yeah, I mean, just from the videos alone, and and to think about going there and doing it. Uh, with him, I mean that's kind of a Mr. Miyagi moment for a lot of folks. Well, he's he's the coach to the stars. Yeah, too. I well, mean, he's absolutely. The guy that, yeah, I mean, yeah, and so many so many aerobatic people came out of the Silicon Valley or uh, Slings Valley, right? Well, yeah, Sean D. Tucker. I mean, we <laughs> and just, Wayne yeah. and all the people they trained. I mean, yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of us. My first air show was one that Wayne organized at a winery in in the Salinas Valley. Got paid the case of wine. <laughs> uh, that was history. <laughs> and somewhere along the way, everybody who, uh, who does a show and has a great dinner with Sean D. Tucker has to sing Happy Trails. And I don't know where that started. I don't know if Wayne had a hand in that. But, uh, you know, know, there's been a lot of a lot of singing in the Salinas Valley over the years. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's talk, too, about, about your, your aerobatic training because... I've watched you fly your routine in a steerman. I was just talking to a friend the other day, and I said, one of the things I love 
about Vicky Benzing's Super Steerman Act is you can put that airplane. I mean, I've, I've seen you fly this routine a number of places at Oshkosh, and you have the ability to make that airplane extend. And it, it's, it's almost as if it grows when it's in the aerobatic box because it takes a lot of energy to put a Super Steerman in that big of a box. But you come in there with that energy management and the smash to do it. I mean, big, beautiful, incredibly large maneuvers that display so well. And that's not what you think about with the Super Steerman a lot of times. Yeah, you know, that's what the airplane's really good at is being right there, show center, big, loud, lots of smoke. Um, it's just a classic air show airplane. And uh, and I have to say that um, learning how to fly aerobatics in it, it's a two-handed affair because it's quite heavy on the controls. <laughs> and um, I work out every week to make sure I can, I'm strong enough to do it. But uh, it's muscling that airplane around the sky for sure. You don't, it doesn't look like it though, but I'm sure it really loads up though when you get up to speed. I'm, I'm yeah, sure I think even uh, more so. I think people would probably be surprised that that I pull nearly eight G's and at the beginning of my routine. Do you really? I, that that is shocking to me to think that. Wow. No, that yeah. that is a lot more than what I would have got. You know, I would maybe five, six, but eight G's. Where where at no, in the you know, routine? I start with that. I start with that P loop. I dive yeah, in. Okay. I do that P loop, and I get. I get yeah. back, you know, all the altitude that I started with, and then I point it straight at the ground and come out the uh, level, I don't know, a couple hundred feet off the ground, and then I start that eight-sided loop. Yeah. And that initial pull for that eight-sided loop, because okay. I'm going so fast, is the is the pull that's the big G pull. We'll be sure and call you on the radio right there at Miramar when you're doing that. You know, you just haul okay, that thing okay. back. And, Vicky, how's it going <laughs> up there? You're like Bill Stein, you know, tumbling in the middle of it and, and talking. I don't know how y'all do that, but uh, what's well, impressive? Well, I can't really because my little push to talk is over on the side of the cockpit, <laughs> and I have to take one hand off the stick to go talk to you guys. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Until I get a push to talk on the stick, <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> you know, I, I, I loved flying my uh, our, our family Tiger Moth, and I loved flying that oh airplane. But gosh. at Monterey, you are so lucky. <laughs> well, but you've seen. I mean, you know, but at Monterey, where you where you keep a lot, some of your airplanes now. That's not the best tower in the world to do it, and so, but they're very they're very forgiving, they're very kind. But when you push that in an open cockpit biplane and noise goes everywhere, I, you know it's tough. So good stuff. That's tough, but those guys are those guys are great. You know, I did a lot of my flight testing for uh, when I was flying that Super Legacy at, at Reno, and we were going fast, and they they were they were like rooting for me. Yeah. Well, that's good. So go that's good there, to hear, though. I'd go up there and go real fast, and I'd come down, and the tower would tell me how fast I went. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, we just won't tell the FA about yeah. that. <laughs> we'll just keep that quiet. Let's talk about speed here in just a second. got to take a quick break. We're talking to Vicki Benzing on this episode of Warbird Radio. We'll be right back. This is Warbird Radio. Reminding you that radio engines don't leak oil. They just mark their territory. This is Warbird Radio. Tune in. Take off. Welcome back to Warbird Radio. On this episode, we're talking to Reno Air Racer, Warbird pilot extraordinaire, Vicki Benzing, who is right now in the hangar at the world-famous Plains of Fame there in Chino, 
California. Vicki, what's right around you right now? Because I'm sure it's just packed with cool airplanes. Um, well, I'm sitting right next to Strega, and Voodoo is on the other side of the hangar. And there's, I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> might, I think it, it doesn't have its wings on it, but it might be a PT-22. Wow. Uh, oh, no, it's a Fairchild. Um M62 PT19. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I could just imagine being in there right now. And of course, we're just weeks out. PT19, yep. And I know yep. your own airplane, which uh, used to belong to a, a, a dear friend of yours, Clay Lacey. Uh, it's now in your care and it's just been restored right yes. there at Chino. That's right. And Clay's coming out tomorrow to, <laughs> to come and see it. <laughs> What's it like strapping on the purple Mustang? Um, well, I have to say it's been a while since I flew it. So uh, so I was a little intimidated to jump back in it and, and fly it. But uh, it's fabulous. It's just an amazing airplane. Um, very honest airplane. Pretty easy to land and take off. Um, systems are very straightforward. Yeah, there's there's it's just a great airplane. And your plan for uh, for your new, I, I guess, do you have a new name for it, or are you going to keep the same it's, name? Its name is Plum Crazy. It's uh, Miss Van Nuys under Clay, and, and so, so uh, it's it's Plum, Plum Crazy. Plum is, Crazy is uh, the name I've given it. Well, that's perfect. Everybody just yeah. called it the Purple Mustang, but uh, Plum yeah, Crazy. Yeah, the Purple People Eater, they called it. They called it Snoopy. They called it all kinds of things. They never called it by its actual well, name. Well, I started to Ms. say, I, yeah, Miss Van Nuys, <laughs> that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> well, anyway, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful that you that you have it now, and it's in your care. What was the first Mustang that you flew? Um, I flew Crazy Horse 2 down at Stallion. Oh, yeah. So I went and did um, 12 hours in a T6 in the Central Valley, which was pretty fun. And then I went out to Stallion and, and did their checkout out there. And um, I flew crazy horses. With too. Mr. Lee Lauterbach great. down there, the guy that's Actually, got more that's right. dead stick yeah. time in a Mustang than most people have in it all together, right? But who did you fly right. with? When you, when you I doing flew it. with um, John Pawson, who's one oh, of yeah. the Patriot pilots, the yeah. Patriot jet team pilots. And the reason I couldn't fly with Lee is because he was the check airman for the typewriting. So uh, I did get to fly with Lee for the check ride, but um, but I flew well, John, all the, I did think all the training flights with John. I think John's probably a harder guy to fly with. He's been on the show. That 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 guy. He's a great guy. Well, yeah, he's not easy though. Not not. I mean, <laughs> none of those you know stallion folks are easy. Yeah, I had I had a lot of tail breaker time, so it wasn't a hard checkout. I think. Uh, they start you out in the, the back, and then I think after the first flight, I was in the front. So, um, yeah. Well, it's hard. also Vicky Benzing we're talking about here. So let let's <laughs> let's fast forward now to Reno. What are your plans? Are you going to take it easy, or you, is this a race engine that you are just you know? Oh no, going no, to hell no, and back no, no. with. Where are we at, Vicky? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a stock engine, and uh, I'm pretty sure I can't talk my husband into buying me another engine. So <laughs> we're going to take care of it. <laughs> He's a pretty but, nice guy. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it could happen. They're probably it's not. A sto- it's a, yeah, it's a stalker, and you know, I guess it just depends on how much the things come out on a race course as yeah. to how hard I'll push it. 
I love it. I had the same conversation with, you know, because everybody, when they said, hey, this is the last year, everybody just wanted to go. And so uh, a mutual oh, friend gosh. of ours. You know, I'm, I'm going to fly in the there. legacy. Isn't that oh, cool? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know so, yeah, so yeah. RT's going to have, you know, Swamp Fox up there. And I think yeah. it's going to be the year to be there, really. I mean, just to see, just to see it. Uh, yeah, Swamp Fox I, and I are on the same uh, row, pit row. We're going to be like two planes apart or one plane apart, I think. All right. So the winner buys the drinks. That's going to be. Uh, the loser drinks Bud Light. Oh, there you go. That's even worse. All right. <laughs> See, I knew Sorry. this was going to be fun, Vicky. I just knew it. And, you know, everybody's, everybody's smiling right now. All right. So so it's going to be a great time at Reno this year. And you're it, it's a stock engine. But now your plan uh, is to keep this airplane in front of, as many people as you can. I, I'm told course, maybe flying it, it at air shows. Is that? Uh, that's uh, the plan for it. Yeah. That's maybe the plan Miramar. Uh, not in September. Not this September. Maybe next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got to get my card in it. And, All, right. All right. Yeah. Well, I was kind of so, getting excited. I thought maybe. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I might put it on static at Salinas, though. What a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Salinas. Salinas is going to be an amazing show this year. So you know they have the snowbirds and the thunderbirds. It's gonna be it's gonna be a barn burner, as they say up there. Well, that's yeah. that's gonna and, be fun. And the Red Bull era, Red Bull team. Yeah, and yeah. Kim Kirby Peach and all the guys. And, yeah, and uh, Michael Gooling. It's gonna like be a big show. The, it's the rock stars. I, actually, it might be the people at Miramar who come up north. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward that to works. seeing you though, and I, I listen. Best of luck up at Reno. Before you Thank go, you. though, let's let's just talk for a few seconds here, because I I I believe this wholeheartedly. What do you think about? And I, I want to know what do you think about when you're getting into that airplane, any airplane? What do you think about those first few seconds there when you're first sitting down, and then right before you push that throttle up to go? What what's going through your mind? Um, well, you know, we're very focused, right? <laughs> and, um, I, I chair fly a lot of it. So I kind of know all that I'm going to do before I do it. And, um, yeah. And then when I, I mean, tell you the truth, I hope that I got the music working in the airplane now because it kind of calms you down a little bit <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just get out there and, and do my thing. I don't know. It's a, it's a focus thing. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally uh, yeah. understand that. And then emergencies, uh, Lee Lauterbach has said on this show, especially during safety month, I don't even know how many times he said this. He always says, you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to your level of training. How do you, how do you practice this kind <laughs> of stuff? Right. Preparing for Reno. I mean, uh, it's oh, no secret. Well, That's a tough I'm, place. I will. I will definitely go out and practice um, simulated emergencies uh, before I get up to Reno, especially the airplane, because because I'm going to have to pass a check ride, and part of the check ride is a simulated flame out, or simulated engine out, and they'll call that somewhere on the race course. And um, all of our training is to pitch, pitch to the middle, pitch to best glide speed, which happens to be about gear speed in this airplane, you know. Pitch to the middle, get as much out as you can, and then glide for the runway. Put the gear out, flaps if you need if you if you're gonna overrun. Um, yeah, it, uh, 
just practice. It's just practice. Well, you're no stranger there to uh, to racing, of course, the Lance Air, the or L39. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've had a few out there. You have, and you've handled every yeah. one of them uh, with dignity yeah, and style. Brought the planes back, brought me back. So, I, yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna have to have you on for Safety Month one of these times and uh, <laughs> share all of your all of your trade secrets. Are are you uh, are you willing to dish? I mean, have you heard anything? about the future of air racing. I've asked several people this question, and I'm not, you know, no one's saying anything, but it sounds like there's maybe. Well, I can speak to sport class because they just got accredited as a air racing organization. So they will, like formulas, have their own races at different venues. It won't be, you know, a Reno thing where there's five classes, but sport class will be holding their own air race venues. As for the Reno Air Race Association, I know they have a number of candidates on a short list. We'll see if one of them, you know, ends up being the right one that can support all yeah. the things that that Reno has. I guess the the nightlife, the, the ability <laughs> right. to get there. Right. The, well, some of the places the I've heard. Racers, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Some of the places I've heard so. definitely do not have the nightlife and uh, we'll just have to wait and yeah, see what happens. I think that's a hard thing, you know, to get the yeah. crowd in to make, to make money. But, yeah. All right. And Go fast. even the Reno air race organization has struggled over the years in one of the best venues. So, um, so I'm looking forward to see what happens. You know? Well, that sounds great. And I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. you at Miramar uh, in just a few oh, more yeah. weeks. And then again, yeah. uh, later that the following week. So it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to seeing you out on the road yeah, again so, give them your website so they can find and follow along with uh, with everything that you're oh, doing okay yeah i'm uh, it's easy it's vickybenzing.com um yeah and so, on social media are you an instagrammer uh <laughs> cau does my instagramming for me there you go all right follow them <laughs> california aeronautical university well they they post for me on that's vicky awesome. benzing so that's uh, great all right we'll they go take fast care. they care take care of my stuff thank you go it's really fast you, I, I and, and you I, know I, will. I mean i will go as fast as i can you know i'm racing the lancer licks that's that's uh we put nitrous on board that airplane see so. all right well, take care <laughs> take care of plum crazy and best of I luck will. best of luck thank at you Reno. vicky benzing okay. everyone be sure to like follow subscribe and share everything on warbird radio we have a number of our past episodes that are up right now including the Stackler Brothers story. We've got stuff that you've never heard before. And it's just waiting for you right now at warbirdradio.com. Until next time, so long for now.